What's good, Insta Cousins? We back? <laughs> Barely. And, you know, long awaited. We're here in the Lord's April. Man, I don't even. I. You know what? No comment. <laughs> no March. March was March was live. March was full of. March was fucking trash. Speak for yourself. <laughs> that that was a terrible month. I was sick. Sick, sick. Mm. Yeah, it just, it just, you know, it just came out of nowhere. Meek, meek, meek. Man, it's not even funny. Shit. But um, we here. New, new things are coming around. New things are getting ready. Well, a lot of things are opening up. A lot of things are changing. A lot of things are getting prepared as uh, hot girl summer and white boy summer. and. Oh, <laughs> Was the Ivory Summer? I don't know what old boy was talking about, but um, one of the things I found that was uh, I'll say it, blasphemous. Um, Space Jam Two, what's going on? Dude, that shit made me mad. <laughs> First of all, I don't understand how everybody and their mom is in there. We just wanted Looney Tunes. That's it. That's it. That part, I'm perfectly fine. Mm-mm. Off the jump, why aren't LeBron's kids LeBron's kids? Okay, second question, who the fuck casted Don Cheadle in this movie? Why? Why is he there? Eh, I can I can understand Don Cheadle. I don't get why we're no. throwing I don't get why we're no. throwing away the whole the original plot of Space Jam 1. This is Space Jam 2. How did right. we get to this Right. How did we get to like a multi-universe of shows and I love Pusey. I love Pusey. You know, that's my girl, but once again, why can't LeBron's family be LeBron's family in this movie? Like I all, didn't understand it either. All of this is like off putting. Like he has a son. He has two sons, a daughter. Yes, he has two of them. Two of them. He has a wife. Stunning. Why couldn't they be this? Like why couldn't and I'm not gonna lie, LeBron, you know what, Bronny? Bronny? He could fit this role. I feel like mm-hmm. this is perfect for him. Why are we reinventing the wheel here? Yeah, it could it, it could have been Bronny. Um, so that and then like, who are these? Who are like the mon- monsters? I can't even call them the monsters. Like, who are these people? <laughs> How come we're not stealing talent from the NBA like we always do? Right. Like, what 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 is happening? And then the faces apparently are. Faces and voices are actual NBA and WNBA players. Okay, I can I can rock with that. I can I can that I can deal with. But I'm just like I can deal with that. It's like it's one of those moments. Like who who are these people? Like where where are they coming from? Yeah, we didn't steal the talent and put it into little puny ones. Like what is what is happening? What is happening? All I gotta say is I'd be damned if we waited twenty five years for this. And then you saw like how they made him uh LeBron like an animated character and then they flipped all of the Looney Tunes to be like a three D animation. Right? Which is just Right? Again, why? Why? We get that there's like CGI and all of that shit. And now. you can do more. We didn't need it. We didn't need it. Didn't need it. We were happy. With the 2D Looney Tunes. Happy. Perfectly fine. See, this is why we say, like, don't give us no more sequels. Like, just just 
it just was leave good. Them. Leave the it alone. The classics, the shit that we loved when we were kids, leave it alone. Leave it leave the it fuck alone. Alone. Man, what's next? Like, what are you guys going to do? Like a Babs 2? They wouldn't dare. New Jack City? A new, new Jack City? Mm-mm. Hustle and Flow 2? And it's just like, what is it? What, it, what, like, what does it take for y'all to learn that this shit don't be working? Mm. Look at. Look at all the movies, majority of the movies that they tried to, like, if they didn't do it right away and waited, majority of the movies that they tried to do that to, like, come out with a sequel, shit was trash. Shit was trash. The new and more, like, if we're talking, like, coming to America 2, like, all right. I heard that was was trash. I still haven't watched it. Uh... I haven't watched it because I'm just, like... Where did this kid come from? Like, you expect me to believe that Prince Akeem, who was head over heels for that girl, was out here just having sex and left a child in New York? Okay, bro. They had to do some reworking in there. So, like, the way they introduced that, it was just... Man, it's... mm, Yeah, it was bad. (laughs) So, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, we didn't need this. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a hope that it comes out well. It's going to, I believe it's releasing in theaters. So, you know, we'll just, we'll see. This isn't too late to switch this around, right? You guys could slide in some edits, right? No, nah, I think it's too late. Mm. <laughs> from the From the looks of those previews, the movie done. True, true, probably. Hey, you know what? Ruin my childhood. It's okay, guys. Man, let's start the show. Yours, the podcast, the podcast that promotes black mental health, black mental wealth, and black mental stability. And they will forever be out of reach until you love yours. This is Swoosh Night, as always. It's your girl, Vanessa Dene. And we decided to bring you something new this week as we kind of slide back into our regularly scheduled program. So this is a mailbag episode. A new, a new one. I think we did one last season, but I think that was short-lived. Hopefully we can slide a couple more of these mm, in here. I feel like we didn't. <laughs> we did We did one. I don't think we did an entire episode. I think we did like some questions at the end of like some um, episodes, but not an entire episode. Yeah. Or like our IG live or something like that. Yeah, that's what it was. We doing like so we decided to you know make it a, a strong focus. So you know we try to have a few of these every now and then to tackle some commonly asked questions via the internet, whether it be Reddit or Yahoo Answers or you know stuff that's on Facebook that you know we can pull off. So we decided to bring them on the air just to 
kick some information just in case some of our listeners have similar questions or similar experiences and why not take a crack at answering them so i'd like to start off with some some easy day or something a little hard or where, where are you feeling tonight um let's let's start easy you know here goes just getting get my lungs back <laughs> so uh yeah uh, so your bearings okay okay so first one up I often feel incredibly guilty for not being able to get out of bed or generally function at all because I keep hearing your problems aren't special. These are common issues. This is just life. You need to get over it. Just do it. And most importantly, everyone feels like that and or everyone is struggling with that. And I keep wondering how much of that is true. Am I hearing this because the people I talk to have similar issues or is everyone struggling so much with life and with their mental health? Is it me just not trying enough and then getting overwhelmed? Are they all just hiding it better or trying harder? I think it's obvious that everyone has struggles, but how many people are depressed because of their quote-unquote issues? Are there people out there that are really just fine? Because it feels like everyone is messed up. And if everyone is messed up in some way, then what is the way out? Is there a way out of the pain? Or are we supposed to just get used to it? Um, so I feel like I completely understand where this person is coming from. As someone who does suffer from anxiety and depression, like, you know, there are those times where you get really down on yourself and... You also feel guilty about feeling the way that you feel. And if you aren't surrounding yourself or confiding in the right people, um, you can get those, you know, your problems aren't special. These are common issues. This is just life. Yada, yada, yada. I personally feel like, yes, I would say everyone's going through something at one point or another. But the thing is, we don't know at what stage in whatever problem they're facing we don't know what stage they're at you know so yes this person could seem perfectly fine but it could be because they are equipped with the proper tools and skills to cope with their particular issue that's going on um so some people might be in a better state than you are although they're going through the same situation but it could be because you know they are seeking that uh, professional help speaking to a therapist whereas someone who isn't speaking to a therapist going through the same exact problem probably won't be in the best state in comparison to the other does that make sense yeah i'd say so i think that's a solid one yeah so i, I kind of feel like as a whole we're all going to be going through different stuff at different times and because we're all different we all handle different situations differently as well as we're equipped with different skills or not equipped with different skills and there's levels to this shit <laughs> at the end of the day like i mean that's the easiest way i can put it like try not to get so caught up on comparing yourself and your problems to the next person um, I can say from personal experience, it definitely does not help. And you, you do have to come to terms with just like not everyone knows what you're going through. You don't know what everyone else is going through. Other people can just present to be in a better situation than what they really are. So worry about yourself. 
take it one day at a time. Know that it's okay to not feel okay. <laughs> Don't feel guilty about it. Yeah. And uh, definitely reach out to someone who is in the proper job <laughs> to help you. Yeah. You know, not every, uh, you know what I mean? Like not every mm-hmm. Joe Schmo is going to be able to talk you off the ledge during depression, you know? Like hold like, a space for your feelings and whatnot or are comfortable to even Yeah, like some people, exactly. Some people aren't even, you know, I have a friend who does not handle emotions well. <laughs> so like I would never call this person if I was crying because they would be like, uh <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, you gonna call me back or? Uh, nah, I'd be like, you want to get something to eat? You hungry? <laughs> like, that's pretty much where we would be. But I know that. So I can't expect mm-hmm. more than that from that person. Yeah, that's pretty solid advice of like being conscious and aware of like who you're going to for, for support and aid. Because if they can't hold that room or your feelings, that's just a, a dead end or a letdown waiting to happen. Facts. Mm. I mean, I, th- I think with uh, overwhelming emotions, anxiety, depression, stress, um, wherever you, it may come from, it's definitely something that our society kind of mirrors, kind of like what Nate's saying. It's just, uh, it's not accepting, it's not welcoming, it's like, I'm going to invalidate your emotions because everybody got shit. Everybody's dealing with something. Like, why is your problems more or worse than than ours and so then we play this like you know pissing contest game of like who had the worst experience <laughs> who had the worst the more traumatic childhood <laughs> so it was like we all in trauma we all a, a, a result of this a product so with that being said with our society and it's ex- it's handling of that we have our own personal experience of inner turmoil and so that it seems like no one else notices, so we're, we're, we're by ourselves in this experience, and so then it gets even tougher. So then we start having these feelings of guilt and shame because who who am I to say my experience is worse than anybody else's? Or like, I'm the king on shit mountain. Like, no, there's probably other people that have it way worse than I do, so like, my my problems and my pain doesn't matter. So in a way, we kind of invalidate ourselves and our own feelings because i don't know whether it might be a product of society whether it might be a product of our family because we've grown up in households and with people that that can't handle overwhelming emotions or shame or guilt or the the complexity of feeling sad even though things are going well it's just it's a it's a tough experience so to look at other people and their pain, like no one wants to really be showing their pain. No one wants to be vulnerable because of, oh, it's weak or, oh, people are going to think I'm crazy and the stigma that surrounds that. But yes, know that other people are experiencing their own thing. A lot of people hide a lot of things very well. They hide their pain. They hide their Facts. trauma. They hide their intentions. They hide their Ooh, needs. speak to them. Hide the intentions. So... I mean, yeah, that's just what it is. And some people feel like that's just private. And for I'm only going to show this to certain people. I'm going to keep this facade. You know, I'm going to get on social media. I'm going to, you know, flex because everything is amazing and everybody should want to be me. And and that's what it is. So I say all that to say just don't 
don't be caught in these smoke and mirrors. Don't. It's it's okay for you to feel guilty. It's okay for you to feel sad and not want to get out of bed. It's okay for you to feel worried and anxious. And know that it's okay to talk about that and share those feelings and those experiences. Because, yeah, you're not the only one. And there are people that are that can join you in that experience and also uplift you, encourage you to do more. Just like you can do the same for them. Yep. So you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Oh, hell no. We can't be getting sued by them. <laughs> hey, my goal is to get That's... sued off of every episode, so I'm trying. We got to start a scandal. No. Hell no. Oh, man. All right. So I need a... We don't got that money. Not yet. Um, Shit. Not ever. Give me, give me a black woman's name. We'll do, we'll do black, black people. Um, I feel like that was extremely racist. <laughs> like, I wanted what I want. I want to just do black people's names. Um, a black woman's name. That's like really like. It could be any name. See now, who's racist? I think this is you because you feel like there's a specific. <laughs> no, woman. it could be just no, Jennifer. Don't you so. Okay, I feel like this is I literally you. was going to give you a name like that. <laughs> you <laughs> no, should that have. was you. You should have. It's not, no, you that's the not, it's not what you were looking you for. It's you not what, what you were looking for. for. It was what I was looking for, but okay. All right. Just give me one Brittany. name. Brittany. All right. I know some Black Britneys out there. There's a lot of Black Britneys, actually. Yeah, there is. Hi, I'm Brittany. <laughs> this is something that's been weighing on me for a long time. I'm a woman in my early 20s. But I feel like a child because I'm inexperienced in romance. Some days I'm really upbeat and I tell myself it'll happen before I know it. I'll meet a man that understands me, is respectful. (laughs) (laughs) Ma'am. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ma'am. Go. 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 And love me. Then there are days where I feel pathetic and embarrassed. I've technically had one relationship, but I don't like to count it because my ex-boyfriend was abusive most of our relationship. Oh, no. So it didn't feel like true affection. You can go first from from the male perspective. Go ahead. From the male perspective? Yo. Early 20s. I definitely feel like I was here early 20s of just like, oh, no. What if I never find somebody? Oh, no. What if I die alone? No. So once again... (laughs) Early twenties. That was that was a rough time, but like there there will be plenty. There's plenty of time to find that one. You will just you will have to kiss some frogs. You will have to go so through some. You have to learn a some lot. some tough lessons. But I think this this is definitely commonplace for early twenties, and I I don't think this is the first time I've heard this stuff of just like things will come. I think you also have to get rid of the expectation of. When you thought you would be married or when you thought, oh, I'm going to find my man and we're going to go off and raft in the sunset, white pick a fence and et cetera, et cetera. Because, man, I, I would say that is one of the most disappointing things in in dating within the 20s of like, oh, I had my whole timetable played out when I had my kids, when I would get married, when I would find that person. And all of that was a bust. So I think you got to be OK with not knowing you have to be OK with going through the process and learning yourself and loving you and then finding someone to join you in that experience facts in short sis 
join the crowd. Um, it's kind of it's kind of just one of those growing pains, and it's not just going to be in your early twenties. It can be in your late twenties, your mid twenties, or your early thirties. Um, because me and the boy, me and the homie, we were just talking about how the dating pool is just such trash right now. Just trash, male and female. Just throw them all they away. Don't know what they um, want. Man, man. And so like as you grow and you learn, learn more about yourself and what what you desire, what you bring to the table, what you would like your significant other to bring to the table. Um, it's only going to get a little tougher if I'm being honest, but you be all right. You will be all right. Mm. You, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things. There's no way you can put a time on it. Like Sue said, definitely get rid of the whole uh, timeline you gave yourself because that's out the window. And really consider these faulty boxes that you want checked. Oh, he got to be at least six foot. He got to make six figures. <laughs> but you got to be a drug dealer on the side too. But you got to have a college education. Whoa, who Whoa. wants that? <laughs> Who who is putting those on the same on the same application? <laughs> he a good boy, but he's kind of a bad dude too. No, we don't want that. We don't want those. Check yourself. Yeah, you just gotta. It's just, it's just one of those things that will come in due time, and it it'll get really annoying hearing people say that. Like really, really annoying. Uh the one that's getting on my nerves right now is. Uh, you know, your husband's going to find you when you least expect it. Okay, I ain't been expecting it for years. So where are you at, though? <laughs> like, <laughs> keeping it a bean, where this man at? I ain't been expecting it. It's not at this point. I'm about to put out missing missing a person's posters for him. But, you know, it's all good. Your girl chilling. I don't really want to date anybody right now. So it's all good. Man. <laughs> You just got to learn yourself and be comfortable with yourself, honestly. <laughs> oh, man. Good luck on your search. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's call him Kyle. Kyle is stressed out over his friends and how they think of him. I struggle a lot, so I can't do certain things they can, and I just feel like I'm kind of a bummer to be around because of that. They hang out a lot with each other, me excluded, and I'm glad because I'm not there to be a bother, but also, it just hurts to know they didn't even ask me if I wanted to hang out or not. They are awesome friends, and they help me a lot with stuff, but I feel like if I left, no one would really notice or care enough to contact me. They keep trying to reassure me that I'm not a problem, but I just can't accept that. Especially when I'm sitting alone at home and they invite me out last. So I'm thinking of just disappearing without a word. They aren't obligated to worry about me and I don't have to stress over if my friends really like me or not. I'm sure it would make life a lot easier for all of us. I still want to be friends, but right now I really can't keep up. <laughs> So let me just start this off by saying this is definitely not the disappearing act I had in mind. Um, that being said, um, it kind of sounds like, what did we call him? Kyle? Kyle. Kind of sounds like Kyle has some personal things that he needs to work on. Because his friends might not necessarily be excluding him purposefully. 
But if I'm being honest, let's say we had a friend group and then one person is always like, you know, we invite them and it's just like, you know, they're like, oh, I don't want to be in the way or, oh, I feel like such the odd man out, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, that gets, it gets, it weighs on the friendship. I will say that. However. We're keeping it a bean, huh? I mean, it does, like, for being honest, but, like, I feel like he also needs to work on his own self-esteem because that may not be what's actually going on, you know? It sounds like he is a little insecure with himself, so there are some things that he could work on as far as self-esteem, not sure what could be holding him back. It could be mental or physical disabilities that keep him held back a little bit but definitely I would say seeking a therapist can help him navigate through some of that definitely teach him how to love himself and boost his self-esteem and then maybe he can go back to interacting with people and kind of understanding how his friends are moving throughout life yeah I think within relationships I think this is a common thing of of trying to figure out where you fit in and belonging and and connection i think yeah this definitely sounds like a little depressive or a little bit like something else is kind of happening in the mix of this like is i don't think it is just this is not just like oh this is just one place where this happens it's not just between my friends i would i would kind of put my money on that this is this is a common feeling that happens in other relationships that kyle might be in and then possibly I may have to deal with his parents. Maybe yeah. his father. Or just his parents. Quite often when you have start having issues <laughs> I'm with just your... like, okay. <laughs> yes, daddy <laughs> issues. Daddy issues. But no, like when we when we started talking about how you have similar feelings within your relationships with others, so like interpersonal, what happens between you and others. This seems like is a common trait of like, it could be a lot of different things. It could be uh, either just like you feel like you're overly dependent. You could be self-critical. You could be, you know, fear of mistrust or mis- being used. It could be a lot of different things that could be that whole perceiving something for not. Because if you feel a certain way, you have thoughts that something is a certain way between you and your friends, that you're not giving the fair amount of share and you've already brought that up to them and they reassure you that that's not it and you still feel that that way yeah i mean your your friends could be lying but if they were would they be still inviting you out unless there's like an ulterior motive yeah but then i feel like honestly the way that this person wrote this if there was something that happened while they were out they probably would have said so true so there would be like a, a pretty big event like, oh, yeah, I kind of like mess with this dude's sister and we're just all pretending like we didn't like that didn't happen. Like like no one knew. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, OK, so so clearly there would be something else. But if there is no event. If it's just like you you're in this group and you just feel this way. Something's up. Right. Facts. At the same time, there is a normal component of like, look, I just need to be distant from my friends right now because. I need to collect myself. I need to focus on my priorities. I need to, right now, I'm not in the right headspace. Like, that's normal. I think that's perfectly fine. There are times where, there are times where I'm like, look, I I just can't 
kick it with my people right now. Just to gather myself. So yeah, I, I get there's that. So at least we can, you know, weigh the options. But if it's the extreme, if it's not just, if you're going through and you're thinking about this in your own personal experience of like, it's not that something happened. It's not that, you know, I need my own personal time. It's not that. If it's truly like, I just feel like a burden, but there's no reason for it, something might be up. It might be more of you rather than them that you should look into. Maybe with a therapist. Take your time. Find yourself, people. Because mm-hmm. mental health isn't just within you. Sometimes it's what happens between you and other people as well. Romantic and platonic. Sometimes sexual. Mm, say that one more time. Sometimes sexual as well. So, you know, just... just It varies. I mean, it varies. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes if you can't get it up... No, it I'm, be... just, I'm, oh. I'm backing you up. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying it varies. Like, it's not... Mental health doesn't have one face. Many faces. Exactly. This guy getting all defensive. Hey. What you mean? What you mean? okay this one's hmm let me go with uh jamarcus so jamarcus (laughs) (laughs) what i'm sorry i was not ready what i hate you sometimes bro so jamarcus is considering visiting a psychiatrist and looking into medication for his anxiety. He hasn't been diagnosed, but he's 95% sure he's has some sort of anxiety disorder. He's always been nervous about getting medication because he's scared of it altering his ability to function and think. For anyone with experience, how did you go about the process of getting medication for anxiety or other mental health concern? How did you physically and mentally feel when you started and or stopped taking it? And did you feel any pressure, societal, medical, personal, to start or stop the medication? For the most part, I I, I think I've had normal amounts of anxiety, whether it's been like panic attacks when uh, I was closing out my uh, bachelor's degree and trying to just trying to figure out what what next little jolts here and there but um never had any major issues with anxiety or depression i mean of course you know i've been depressed here and there but not to the extent where i felt like to pursue medication of course you know i work with clients that that we that have experienced suicidal ideation that have come from psychiatric hospitals that have felt like no matter what therapeutic approaches that we've used or uh, changes that we've made or efforts to improve their life still haven't produced the results that they need or have elevated their or impacted their depression or anxiety. So that's when we start to pursue medication. And that's usually one of the signs. If, if we're trying everything and nothing works, therapy, interventions, life changes, and you're still feeling that way, that's probably a sign that like medication should be in the mix. As for whether it affects their ability there's some things there's some things where there are side effects there are a lot of things that you may have to work around some medications antidepressants have if you don't eat in the morning when you take your medication sometimes there's wooziness sometimes it's kind of harder things sometimes there's racing thoughts sometimes things feel your body feels out of sorts you may have to deal with other side effects like weight gain and not feeling like yourself feeling like dulled down 
those those there are some differences in your functioning. However, our medical system is so vast that there are a variety of different medications that one can try and benefit from. Of course, specifically with antidepressants, there's some like concerns that you have to be mindful of because you can't just go. Some you can go just right off and some you can't. Sometimes some you have to titrate down. So you have to be mindful of those, of course. I can't attest to physically and mentally. A lot of the clients, when they started noticing their own experiences of, of things getting better, when they started noticing the medication working, it really worked well and they were able to thrive off of it. So they felt better. They felt lighter. They were able to bounce back from feeling sad or or what things that they norm that they normally would be triggered by. They noticed they could handle that easier or tolerate them better. As for pressure, since I work with majority of the kids, there would there is a certain kind of pressure from like loved ones and parents to like for them to try something instead of just sitting and doing nothing. So there is some pressure there. There's also the other pressure of they don't want other kids, or other people to know that they're taking medication and what for because being fear of like um, ostracized or made fun of. So there's there's some, you know, personal reasons and societal reasons or pressures to adjust to that. And of course, there's there's certain pressures within themselves to not be you know, a kid taking medication. And I think that's that speaks for a lot of people. They don't want to be someone who constantly has to remember to take a medication, that has to rely on it, and they want to be able to do it themselves. And so that's where medication just, you know, it's it's something that they want to try, try and see if it works for you. And if it doesn't, or if you do want to go off of it and handle things yourself, then by all means. And that's a decision you will have to make for yourself. Okay? Well, <clears throat> this person is talking about feeling depressed, correct? Uh, anxiety. Anxiety, got it. So, as someone who does take anxiety medication, I completely understand. I just started taking medication for my anxiety, what, uh, I want to say like a few years ago? Two or three years ago. It is a challenge to like get past the stigma of hey if I'm taking medication that means there's something wrong with me or you know I'm not crazy I shouldn't have to be on medication all of those things um so it is you know it is baby steps but I will say that personally once I started taking my anxiety medication I felt so much better so as far as like following the steps to go through with it obviously first you have to go to a therapist and then you know they kind of just assess your your issues or whatever you're you're going through and see if you know maybe medication could be something that you benefit from not all therapists are trying to off top put you on medication so don't feel like you know there's a conspiracy to just have people heavily medicated and so on and so forth like that's not necessarily a thing they are actually there to help you they do pay attention to make sure that this is the right decision but ultimately if you do not want to get on medication that is your choice they will not force you to take the medication but yeah like i said i feel a lot better now that i do take medication and i will be honest there are a lot of times where i like lapse 
and kind of just fall off with taking it. I never thought I was going to be that person. I'm sure you've seen like swoosh, you've seen like TV shows and shit where people are just like, oh, well, you know, they're off their medication and that's why they're acting different and, you know, law and order shit, stuff like that. And I would always be like, and it never made sense to me. Like, how do you just go off your medication? That's hella stupid. Well, I tend to go off my medication Um, (laughs) and it's not necessarily on purpose. It'll be something like I forget to take it one day and then the next day and then it comes, it becomes a thing like life happens. It becomes a thing where it's like the back of your mind and it's not a priority and you're not focused on like, oh shit, did I take my pill today or whatever, whatever. Or sometimes I like have let my prescription run out and then just never go pick up the other prescription. (laughs) because i'd be busy i talk to you guys a lot on the 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 podcast so it's just like yeah i'm going a mile a minute and it's just like oh shit like i completely forgot and it just becomes one of those things that's not important so if you do stop taking your medication you know if you feel like you're fine that's cool too you might be fine but if you pay a little attention like in my case i paid attention to like how i was the last time i stopped taking it and i was just like I can I can tell there legitimately is a chemical imbalance. So I can tell when it's like done. Like, okay, yeah, take your medication. You can tell the difference in your body. So yeah. But yeah, just uh see a therapist. If they feel like that's the move to make for you, mm-hmm. they will ask you about it. But ultimately it is your choice. Yeah. I think that's what's great about like, you know, if you have a therapist and you're taking medication on top of that, then you have someone to like talk to about those feelings, what you're experiencing, and they can kind of guide you through the process or at least support you not only handling the medication and being compliant with it or but also like when bouncing ideas of like when this is not working and when it's time to try another one. So Get another right. person in your corner. So that's always, always great. With another psychiatrist medication question. Uh, this next one is, uh, the psychiatrist increased my medication and it looks like it might be a little while before they're strained out again. I'm doing what I can to advocate and find solutions, but in the meantime, I'm dealing with depression. I've needed to start a more vigorous exercise routine for a while now. My 30-minute daily walks with my family have gotten cut down to 15 now that my toddler is walking with us instead of riding in the stroller. And that 15 is at a slower pace. I know if I do something more vigorous to make up for the lost 15 minutes, I'll feel better and be healthier, but it's so hard to drag myself out of bed every morning I wind up being late to work every day. Nobody really cares when I show up as long as I don't miss a meeting. So it's not causing me any real negative consequences, but I still don't like it. It's so hard to stay motivated to do basic shit. I feel accomplished when I wash my face and brush my teeth and take a shower and put on clean clothes, but I feel so weak. My muscles are weak and slow. And my body feels heavy. I just want to move as little as possible. But I know I can't give in. I can't get sucked under. Anyone else struggling with this? Has anyone successfully made it out? Any words of wisdom or advice for someone trying to exercise while depressed? Mm. 
So, honestly, I'm like the worst person to answer this. <laughs> Because I'm going to keep it a bean. Like, everybody is just like, oh, you know, work out. It gets your get your uh, endorphins pumping and you're just, you know, it helps. It helps. I'm sure it does. But, like, when if I'm going through a depressive episode, you know, fuck all your exercise. Fuck you. Fuck the, the boat you came in on. Like, I don't. I don't give a fuck. So, honestly, like, I can't even... I can't even say like, oh, keep going, keep trying. Like, I'm just like, damn, you're you you still walking for 15? That's honorable. You deserve a fucking Nobel Peace Prize. Cause when I'm depressed, <laughs> yeah, like y'all gonna see me walk from my room to the kitchen. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um. So yeah, maybe maybe you should take this one, Swoosh, cause. Oh, you know, I, mean, I don't, I don't be doing it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, I mean, we've talked about depression and my G, if the fact that like, there are a lot of strengths in this, the fact that you're seeing a psychiatrist, you're mm-hmm. walking with your toddler. Mm-hmm. Cause I mm-hmm. mean, if, if you're, if most people were depressed, are like, fuck that shit going outside, I mean, fuck them kids. You're <laughs> making it to work. Right, like this person's actually doing really well. Like Like, like, for real, for real. This is stuff. Like the fact that you're still, you know, taking doing what you can to take care of yourself, washing your face, get into the shower, trying to like keep everything maintained. Like this is stuff that to be celebrate. So with depression, some of it is is about like small wins. If you can, if you can knock some of the stuff out and just slowly accumulate the wins, the the better you little bit you'll feel. And then you'll have enough energy to do these extra things. Some of these things you'll have to be pretty strategic with. You have to be mindful of like, what's your time window? Because if you only have 15 minutes, okay, you can do a lot in 15 minutes. Your elastic bands, you do another extra 15 minutes on your on a walk. Or maybe this is stuff that you need to, you know, I need to save this for the weekend when I have more time. Or there's little stuff that you can do that's still like exercise or getting out or doing something that's kind of something that you enjoy sometimes it it it's tough because i mean being a parent as well that's a whole nother obstacle that you have to be mindful of and working coming home and watching the baby and taking care of him or her and getting food on the table and and let alone if you're trying to organize with a partner as well that's a whole nother thing to coordinate so find your windows Create a routine. I think that's that's even a better, an even better suggestion as well, because that way you can figure out where you can squeeze things in. Whether it is a short walk or a push up, or maybe you just need to lay on the beanbag or on the couch for a little bit and just meditate or decompress a little bit. Some of these things, it takes little steps. Or you can get a friend, a partner. There are a variety of different people, as we discussed in our first question, that like, hey, shit's happening and some people while things are going while they're going through very stressful times look for partners in crime to uplift them so maybe you need a a cool buddy to also work with explore those resources and if you can't if because we're in a pandemic and shit's hard apparently facebook groups are also a pretty big like resource for people to use to talk about their problems or maybe you'll find a nice little reddit 
or maybe you find a family member that you can slide your kids to so you can get some you time. Because that is one thing that parents, man, that's tough for parents to do is just be able to unload something or hand off some delegate, delegate their children off to somebody for a little bit. And hey, you know, return that favor later. But just know that, you know, every now and then you're going to need some time. So plan that stuff too. Also goes into your routine. Also goes into you being strategic. Get those small wins. Use your resources. Do what little you can. Because it sounds like you. I hear you feeling weak. I hear you feeling slow. Gauge your level of commitment. Whether it's time to do a gym membership. Or maybe you just need like a home workout videos on YouTube. Whichever you feel like uh, is your steez. So, right. Do what you can. So, next one up. Ooh. I need a black woman's name. Sheila. <laughs> you falling for that trap name. Um, what? <laughs> I know white people what? named Sheila. <clears throat> Sheila says, my boyfriend told his ex she was dead to him in January. Now, they're speaking again. He tries to hide it from me and even lets me check his phone after he deletes stuff. But I logged on through my own iPad, unknown to him, and see it all there before he deletes it. They have not seen each other in person since he told her she is dead to him, but they have been getting flirty. He even said if she had really died, he wouldn't have wanted to live anymore. I don't want to lose him and come off crazy for spying, but I do not want them talking anymore. What do I do? Leave him. <laughs> like, sis, the jig is up. Like, goodbye. Leave him. I'm just like, what? It just it just got worse and worse as it went on. <laughs> yeah, it's time to go, sis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, if if you if you really feel like you're trying to save it and you don't want to lose him, maybe have a conversation about it, but um yeah. Them flirting and all of that, like mm, thin line, thin line. There's no reason you should be flirting with an ex if you have somebody. And then the fact that he's deleting, let's like he's aware that he's not right, you know. Like no, he hasn't physically seen her or slept mm. with her since whatever. But the fact that he's deleting it, he knows that he's doing wrong. So yeah, I would peace out. But he hasn't crossed the line yet. Like, is this like more like emotional, emotional infidelity? Yeah, and clearly he feels like he's crossed the line. Otherwise, you wouldn't delete anything. If you weren't doing anything wrong, there's nothing to hide. There's no reason for you to delete anything. You know what I mean? Like, wholeheartedly stand by that shit. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you're not doing anything wrong. So the, the fact that he has to go through the act of deleting stuff and then... Shit, the fact that she feels like she needs to look in his stuff. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of red flags. And personally, I wouldn't try and have a conversation about it. Because clearly you know. You know because you're deleting but you know you shouldn't be talking to her like that but i mean just because he's texting her doesn't mean 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Nah, this shit is done. Yeah. I, I was mean, about to say, I don't think, don't you don't you be that guy. <laughs> I'm just perplexed about this whole the end part of like I don't want to come out crazy, but I don't want him talking to her. Um, I think it's interesting how like sometimes we get into these places within relationships that we kind of second guess of like it's wrong for me to like bring this up or like to feel this way and it's like right mm, no this is what What do you nah, mean you can't it's, what do you it's mean you can't bring this up flag. <laughs> but i mean like i don't know i've definitely been in places where it's like oh you know i don't want to bring this up to her because like i mean there's been some times where it's like i don't want to start a fight but then there's also i think i'm crazy at this point in time I think I'm crazy nah. to like bring up like this is driving me crazy so much that it's like I shouldn't bring this up because they're gonna be like you're nuts. No, I've come to realize if you're getting those feelings, that's a sign. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, intuition. Kobe couldn't have passed you a better dime for a red flag. Come on, my G. So I mean, this may also be a sign that hey, you might not be ready for a relationship if you can't step to them about like hey oh okay i thought you were gonna say because she went in the tablet oh, i no. was like come on sir give, give her a break she probably <laughs> stumbled and fumbled into that thing of just like hey let me check my messages what is this right then again fellas if you don't do this like the cloud is not don't, your friend don't, the cloud don't, is don't. not your friend but yeah so uh, if you're in a relationship, you should be able to go to your person and be like, yo, this is how I'm feeling. This was on my mind. If they are a good spouse, significant other, boo thang, tenaroni, tasty cake. Wow, what is happening? <laughs> okay, so is it fair to say that, that they're not going to make you feel like you're crazy, right? Unless you're yeah. cra- Unless you are crazy, then. That's a whole other. That's a whole other thing, but I mean, for just having normal emotions. There you go. If you're having normal emotions, and you come to them with that, and they make you feel crazy, that's probably a sign that that that's a red another red flag. Right, another red flag. Leave them. Man, you can't hold on to. You can't handle my emotions. Oh, psh. what's going on here? A sign. So, yeah, this is yeah. Leave him. This is bad. It's the beginning of the end, right here. But then again, this is me. I also don't like to be friends after we break up. Mm. I also feel kind of weird about my significant others talking to their exes. I'm- I think that comes with maturity and you just have to know your significant other. Because I can say that I am cool with one of my exes, but that was like years down the line. We haven't been together for four years. And we just became cool. Yeah. Like, just, just. Like, this time last year, he could have played in traffic. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and it, it comes with, it comes from a place of growth. I will Man. say that. Like, it definitely, for sure. It, and it has to be emotional growth for the both of you. Yeah. Like, it can't be one-sided. One person can't be like, all right, I think I got this shit handled. And then the other person still be, no, bro, fuck you till the end of time. Like, you 
you both still have you both have to be in a good space Man. and you have to mature mm. but i completely understand that fuck you to the end of time because there's still a couple or that list. don't come to me with you doing bad because i'll wish more upon you facts <laughs> big facts i'd be like that's it huh oh that's it like oh man uh, there's about to damn. be some more right i gotta pray a little harder <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah no no no, no. oh man yeah. oh man We'll get to that one. We'll get we'll get back to this. We'll get back to this. We got another question on that. But um, okay. Next one. As I got older, I learned that I have less and less patience to deal mm. with people and their BS. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Did I write this? <laughs> Hold on. Okay, go continue. Like a lot of us here, we went through a lot growing up, and we are still going through it as adults. And my lack of patience seems to cause me to quickly resort to irrational decisions and sometimes violence. Oh, no, I didn't write this. <laughs> Shot at somebody's car because he flipped me off. Oh. And I just wonder what advice do y'all have for dealing with anger and anxiety? I try laughing or breathing when I get upset, but it only seems to make the problem worse. I tried drugs, weed and alcohol. Weed helps calm my nerves, but doesn't usually help me make better decisions. And alcohol just makes me want to fight. I considered going to therapy, but I'm skeptical of hearing advice from someone I'm paying to talk to. Um. Wow. Um. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, I didn't write this. <laughs> reiterate the fact this is not me not you you ain't uh, you ain't busting no, out the I'm not i'm not bah, shooting bah, out people because they flip me off i understand though is that terrible <laughs> let me keep it to myself let i think there i think there are like, some things in life that when i think like when people like you would hear comedians or you talk you hear adults talking about like you know hey people invited me and i was so happy that the the plans are canceled like there's little moments like this that i'm like ah oh, i understand this now right like that first line opening line was hey he had us in the person you know what i mean <laughs> as i get older i have i learned that i have less and less patience to deal with people and their bs that's that's real right that's there real. i felt that in the core yeah, um however, then... i ain't shooting at people's car because they flipped me off. I'm not I'm not doing that. Um I would suggest this young man definitely go to therapy. I I know, you know, yes you can be skeptical of it. But don't knock it till you try it. I guess is the best way I can, you know. Try to put that out there like you should go. Mm -hmm. I like mean tomorrow <laughs> before something worse happens yeah, yeah you know yeah before you end up in prison please yeah I, but i think there's different thoughts around like therapy especially within like the black community about facts is this person just gonna just tell me what i want to hear because i'm giving them their money or are mm -hmm, they gonna mm -hmm. are they gonna be honest nope your therapists are there to be honest <laughs> 
facts. Trust I mean, me. for the most part, is there's someone you can come and talk to about your problems that they, that's not going to run to the streets and, like, say, hey, Jamal was out here and <laughs> guess what this nigga did? Like, nah, they just... Yeah, they're not going to be like, yeah, my client be shooting at people in these traffic streets. Man. He drive a 1997. <laughs> Make sure you don't cut this man off because he like to shoot people. <laughs> no, they not going to do that. <laughs> call your family send out a picture of his license plate hey don't 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 do it to this man in traffic y'all he is armed and dangerous please don't have a packed parking lot with (laughs) (laughs) but no but you know why they can't do it because you got a right of confidentiality in that you know people ain't got that yes so i mean it's somebody who can provide you with an uh, objective opinion on what's happening, help you connect the dots, help you figure out what you want to do or what, where this anger comes from, where this anxiety comes from. Because, man, I, I've said it on the podcast last season about like one of the biggest things or biggest concerns regarding mental health that I would say for the black community is like anger. Because I mean, we got a we got a lot of reasons to be pissed off. A whole lot, but a whole like, lot. there's never been a source. Uh, There's usually not a source that has shown us how to handle our anger and manage it in a way that's beyond advocacy or something more aggressive. It seems like the extremes are those are the extremes. And sometimes like being able to sit with your anger and what lies underneath it, whether it be guilt or disappointment or shame or pain or sadness, like those are those are overwhelming negative emotions that yeah that most people do use alcohol or weed or some other substance or situation to kind of drown it out and those feelings are are meant to be felt anger is meant to be felt pain guilt shame is are feelings meant to be felt an experience that you can learn and grow from them and hopefully help others who experience those feelings but Therapy is, is, is one of the biggest places to do that. I mean, we have journaling. There is, like, groups that you could go to. There are people you can talk to. Of course, there's places and ways to channel it through constructively, whether it be a hobby. But it's sometimes it's not the same. To be able to explain to someone something that they've never seen and they understand it, I think that might be the biggest bang for the buck. That might be worth all the money right there that you you know, put into therapy, especially if you have a black therapist. Facts. Just because you pay him doesn't mean they ain't going to just sugarcoat things. Some right. therapists are fucking mean. They blunt. Cut throat. You mean? Man. <laughs> just like on a insecure. Molly's therapist stayed dragging her for Phil. Dragging her. Bruh. She needed it, though. She did. She, she really she did. Definitely did. So, dang. So, if you... Don't get upset when you come to that, maybe not the first, but maybe the second, third session, and they hit you with the, where did this anger come from? Who hurt you? Right. You're a victim. Oh. Oh, oh, then. Oh. I ain't no motherfucking victim, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're a victim. I'm like, sir, sit down, please. Then, bam. That's gonna hurt. And then you're gonna be like, I'm supposed to still pay this nigga? And he talking to me like this? Yes. <laughs> Shit, Don't so. forget to give the receptionist your insurance on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So, nah. 
get on in that thing. As we say, you know, try one. If you don't like that one, try another one. Ask them to refer you to somebody else. Do what you do. You come first. Your mental health comes first. Your well-being comes first. So, you know, get get your money's worth. Do you, baby. Do you. Mm, don't shoot nobody, though. Yeah, or their you, car. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Don't. Don't be doing that. Don't do that. All right. Last but not least... Mm, you know what? Let's go with uh, Lavar. <laughs> just cause, just I know you see the, I know you see it, you see that <laughs> yeah. petition from my boy. Yes, going for that Jeopardy. Get him on there. Get him on there. So y'all, if y'all haven't seen the the Change dot com petition for Lavar Burton to be the host of Jeopardy, y'all need to line up and get on that. So shout out to the boy. Rainbow, take a look. It's in a book. We're getting sued. Oh, I just realized you were singing that <laughs> whole song, all because I was singing in my head too. <laughs> I hate you. Man, all right, last one. Um, hey guys, I was wondering if anyone has ever had to actually learn how to forgive people. I hold on to a lot and want to learn how to move on. All advice is welcome. So what you got for Lavar? Um, I feel like as a person who holds grudges, <laughs> according to my mama, uh, um, I feel like in order to learn to like forgive people, um, you have to realize there's different levels and degrees of forgiveness. Mm, and okay. Types of forgiveness. You have to be okay. With forgiving somebody that you never received a sorry from, mm. you have to be okay with forgiving someone who basically just doesn't feel like they did anything wrong. Mm. You have to be okay with forgiving someone who really just doesn't care, doesn't give two shits, like, and would do it again given the opportunity. <laughs> do it again Um, yeah like (laughs) you have to learn how to forgive and put people where they belong meaning there might be somebody that did something to me and I forgave them for it but I also know that I know where to put that person when it comes to regards of status or whatever within my life Mm -hmm. like I know that I can't depend on that person to be trustworthy or whatever the case may be depending on like the situation that happened between us so in order to be able to do that you have to be okay with those different levels and degrees of forgiving like people are just like oh you forgive but you don't forget or Mm, you forget but don't forgive whatever whatever there's levels to it that's like my my term of the the episode huh levels to the shit levels to the shit (laughs) <laughs> but but it's 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 true though like because mm-hmm. i have forgiven people who i know that i will never receive a sorry from they don't see that they have done anything wrong to me or they don't care <laughs> so for my own peace of mind i had to forgive that's another one you need to learn to forgive for your own sanity because mm-hmm. you holding on to some shit or someone else doesn't think that they did anything wrong girl or a guy they are not thinking about you. 
you losing sleep over something that somebody else did and they don't even know they did it. Man, so you gotta so, let them know. You gotta let them know. You gotta put yourself, put yourself first. But sometimes it's not even worth it, though. You know what I mean? Like, letting them know. Like, hey, you did this, blah, 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 blah. Like, you gotta, you gotta really trust people to be who they are. When someone shows you who they are, believe it. Don't question it. All right, DMX. You know what? Earth, Earth! <laughs> but it's true, though. Mm. It is wholeheartedly true. You gotta trust them to be who they are. Don't, you know, when someone shows you who they are, that's who they are. Don't think like, oh, well, they can da 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 da. If they had grown, they would show you. Don't assume like, oh, it's been this amount of time. They've grown. No, that doesn't mean anything. You've grown. That's fine. But just know people are going to be who they are and know where to put them. That way it's easier for you to move on and move past shit. Mm-hmm. It takes a while. It takes a while. I mean, I can only add on to the end part. Of, I think uh, you got to know the levels. You got to be able to... Figure out which one you're willing to do. Either you're going to say, you know, I fully forgive you. And if you fully forgive somebody, you fully forgive them. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. If you fully forgive them, you can't be bringing that shit up later. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like, look, if you just like, yo, I want to forgive you because so we cool. But I ain't fucking with you no more. That's an option, too. Move forward and you get to part ways. Do your thing. Now we just have a different relationship. And that's that's perfectly fine too. But from what I read in this book, 101 essays that'll change the way you think, it said that after thinking about it and planning to like past relationships hard that have been hard to let go, some of that stuff is that you look back on it and you kind of get upset about it because of what it says about you. And at some point in time, you will reach a place in your life where you'll be able to look back at it and you'll be perfectly fine. And that might be the same thing for your some of your relationships. If you feel like you can't forgive right now, I feel that's just perfectly fine. Eventually, you will reach a place in your life that you'll look back and be like, I had to go through that to be a better person, to be a better husband, to be a better father, to be a better friend, and to know when to walk away. If something bad happens and you are expected to automatically turn around and turn another cheek, let me tell you, that's I don't know how some people do it, but yo, it's unrealistic. If you're in a relationship and you want to automatically, like, hey, I think we should just you know be friends, and you ain't totally cool with that, just based off how things played out in the end, at some point in time, you will. Because at that point... You will have to realize that that person kept you from living the life that you wanted or kept you from being the person that you've wanted to be or kept you from being with the person you wanted to be or wished you were with. So know that, continue to grow. And know sometimes it's hard to hold on to that stuff, that resentment. And sometimes it's something that you don't want to hold on to, but it's just there. And you have to find a way through. So eventually, just know that it's not forever. Eventually, you will heal. Eventually, you will continue to grow. And you will move past it. And boom, just like that. 
There's nothing left in the bag. Oh. Oh. Is it empty? Man. With that being said, it's the end of our podcast. So, thanks again for tuning in to Love Yours, the podcast that promotes black mental health. Black mental wealth. And black mental stability. And they will forever be out of reach until you love yours. Yay, yay. <laughs> I have no idea why I did that. Oh, crap. Oh, you're delirious. Uh, I am. <laughs> it's your boy, Swoosh Knight. You can find me on G and Twitter. Swoosh underscore Knight. K-N-I-G-H-T. Holla at your boy. And it's your girl, Vanessa Denae. Um, So I changed my handle, y'all, because uh, there was some drama at work, and I just felt like these people was going to try and look me up, um, and I don't even know my business. So, oh, 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 you don't want them to look, up, look you up and find out you're in Jamaica right now, huh? Not even. I'm sitting in my room. I wish I was in Jamaica with my sick ass. Um, anyways, so you can follow me on both IG and Twitter at Danae underscore Nay. That's D-A-N-E-E underscore N-A-E. Danae Nay. Holla at me. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Can't with you. So yeah, thanks for tuning in. You can find us on our podcast ig at love yours underscore podcast and our twitter love yours underscore pod because they won't let us put the full thing haters, haters. hey and i need you guys so there's <laughs> another <laughs> you thought i was playing hold on let me find out there is a podcast called love yours and i need y'all to report their page because <laughs> the fuck and then they have the audacity to follow us. Okay, what? so Wait, it's what? called Love. Yes, they followed us. Why? So they literally have no post. Um, and it's it's really called Love Yours Podcast. Report them, please. Okay. Report the page. It's a Love Yours Podcast on IG. Go to IG. Report them. <laughs> Oh. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> other than that, slide in these DMs. Tune in to our uh, other episodes. They're not open. They are now, now that you changed your name. Psych. <laughs> Yo, so yeah. Tune in to our other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. Rock with us, you Spot know. Of the Five. Out of the Five. You know, when we get back in the mix. So stay tuned. Check us out. Nay got a whole playlist from our Black History Month. So you guys can tune into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check that out. It's on Apple Music. It's called Black History Every Day. Yes, sir. There's a lot of songs on there. You can listen, literally listen to it for hours on end. There's like 100 plus songs on it. Exactly. Tune into our last episode with uh, Miss Kyra and talking about black journaling. So yeah, and then we about to get back rolling. You know, it's really, it's really <laughs> get back in the flow of things. All right, guys, it's late. All right, all right peace. Peace out. Bye.